y'all want to say hello to them after the service, you can do that. Introduce yourself if you haven't met them before. So as J.D. mentioned, we're doing something a little bit different today. Um, I grew up in a church tradition where what we're about to do today was very common. Uh, we do a lot of readings and uh, repeating, and uh, it's, it's called liturgy. Um, but when I grew up in that church, though, I wasn't a follower of Christ, and so it just kind of became very repetitious for me. And it's really about the heart, because, I mean, we can say a lot of things, we can sing a lot of things, we can repeat prayers, and we can repeat oaths and things that we can say, you know, and, and um, but if, if our heart isn't in it, then, I mean, we could really just get up and say any kind of jumbled words we wanted to. Uh, but so well, my prayer today is that as we spend some time in this service, we won't be doing this at 11, it's just for this time together, um, if you grew up in, in the Methodist tradition or in a tradition where there was liturgy spoken, um, I ask that you would say, Lord, please let the words that I'm going to participate in and say together with others today come from my heart, come from my soul, that they be words of truth and not just words that have been committed to memory, but, but actually words that, Father, I'm going to commit to my heart, that I'm going to try to walk out in my life. That's my prayer for myself and for us today as we do this, um, this service of communion together. There was a, in Luke chapter 18, chapter uh, verses 10 through 13, is a passage might be familiar to, to you. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He wouldn't even look up to heaven. And he beat his breast and he said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all those who humble themselves will be exalted. We come together as a community of faith to worship a holy God. God has done a great work in our lives, both individually and in this community when we gather together as we celebrate this morning the Holy Eucharist. St. Augustine called this the visible form of the invisible grace given to us by God. Let's remember that this is in fact a holy moment that we participate in this morning. The word tells us to examine our hearts as we prepare for communion. 
In 1 Corinthians 11, 28 through 29, Paul reminds us that we are experiencing this holy moment. And this is what our response should be. He says this, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, they eat and drink judgment on themselves. Does this mean that only uh, perfect, sinless people are intended to, to receive this grace today? Certainly not. For, for we don't come to partake of this communion because of who we are. We come to participate in this communion service because of who Jesus Christ is. And that's what makes us worthy, is who Jesus Christ is. So we come often as people who are, who are overcome by doubt and anxiety and hurt and pain and confusion. But it's because of who Jesus is, not because of who we are. We, you and I, we need this connection. We need this connection with God. We need it to, to feed our souls. We need it as we, as we strive together, as not just individuals, but as a community of faith, to be followers of Jesus. These words with me, we will say them together as a congregation. We will pause occasionally to sing the words, Lord have mercy, that Justin introduced to us a moment ago. But remember what I said at the outset. Let's not just read words on a screen. Let's let them get down into our heart and into our soul. Let's repeat these words together. The litany of penitence. Most holy and merciful Father, we confess to you and to one another and to the whole communion of saints in heaven and on earth that we have sinned by our own fault in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, mind, and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Yes, Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. We have been deaf to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We have grieved your Holy Spirit. We confess to you, Lord, all of our past unfaithfulness, the pride, hypocrisy, and impatience of our lives, our self-indulgent appetites and ways, and our exploitation of other people, our anger at our own frustration, and our envy of those more fortunate than ourselves our intemperate love of worldly goods and comforts, and our dishonesty in daily life and work. Sing with us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Yes. 
Restore us, Lord, and let your anger depart from us. Favorably hear us, for your mercy is great. Accomplish in us the work of your salvation, that we may show forth your glory in the world. By the cross and passion of your Son, our Lord, bring us with all your saints to the joy of his resurrection. Romans 8, 35 through 39 says this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We say these words and we repeat these words together and some of them, they kind of hurt because we say things like, I have failed to love you, I've failed to forgive, I've failed to do these things. And, and, um, and, and I think they should kind of, kind of, I don't know, make us say ouch a little bit. Because for me, they're true words. Um, and so we could walk away today going, oh, I don't even know if I should get up and go take communion. I might just need to go ahead and go home. But this is what I love about the grace of God. This is what I love is that, is that we don't just sit here and go, oh, how horrible, you know, how wretched I am. Um, Paul talks about um, doing these things he doesn't want to do and that he hates what he does and that he tries so hard and he kind of comes to this conclusion. He says, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? And the sad thing is, is that a lot of people kind of just camp out there they don't read the next few lines they just kind of go yep I'm wretched I'm pretty much a failure I try I, I try I say I try I really don't even try that much but this is who I am I'm just kind of wretched this is this is where I've landed but the very next words from the question who will rescue me from this body of death are thank God for Jesus Christ our Lord there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So I repeat again what we said earlier. We don't come to participate in communion because of who we are. We come to participate in communion because of who Jesus Christ is. And that's a glorious thing. And so we don't come like the Pharisee going, Hey, I got it all together and I'm so much better than them. No, we come humbly with hands outstretched, receiving, not taking, receiving, not taking. And we come with a humble 
and yet a very glad heart because of the work of Jesus Christ. We will participate now in the liturgy of communion. You will see the prompts on the screen for you to repeat with me. Some of you know this by heart, and others of you, it might be the first time you've done this. Let's all say them like they're words for the very first time. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing. You hear that? It is, it is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through the prophets. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord. Repeat with me. God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks. He gave it to his disciples and he said, This is my blood, the blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. <laughs>